Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everyone. It's Caroline from G-Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G-Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G-Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. Welcome to another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It. It's the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sally Tamarkin. Hey, Sally. Hey, Caroline. Very excited to be recording with you. So excited. We're back in our consistent flow, and it feels great. As of this recording, you have just celebrated your birthday. How was it? It was great. Uh, it was low-key and fun. We did an escape room, which I'd never done before, and it was a blast. Yes. We remember you said you were doing a dystopian-themed escape room. Did you escape? Yes. We escaped. I'm happy great. to report that <laughs> we were able to hack into the mother computer, the AI that is uh, controlling all of mankind, and Thank we God. disabled it. Yeah. So that felt really good. And <laughs> that's always sad, a plus. That's always a plus. Sadly, it's the day after my birthday. So I now have 364 more days to wait. And I just, the day wow. after your birthday, you wake up and you're just like a regular person again. You're just a, a non birthday normal. So that's always a bummer for me, but I'm getting through it. Okay. You're, 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 you're rising to the occasion. I'm extremely brave. Um, yeah, you I'm, are. I'm, this is what people talk about when they talk about resilience and grit. So and courage. Yeah, absolutely. Courage. Courage. I see. I don't feel that way after my birthday, but I do feel that on like January first. Mm. <laughs> the totally. the weight of a whole year ahead. Cool. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Um, before we get into the show, I gotta tell you, we launched a flagship store, and uh, I'm really excited about it. So I just want to give it a quick plug. One of the questions and requests and suggestions that we always get at G Thanks via Instagram and um, the Facebook group, and sometimes I even get emails about it, is like, I love shopping the recommendation, the recommendations and like products like all in one place, but most. Uh, sort of setups for this kind of um, product recommendation will like take you to different websites and you have to do multiple transactions to buy different things. The flagship store is sort of the beginning of what I'm hoping will be sort of like Nordstrom, uh, but me. Like imagine like shopping 
from different stores, different brands, different products, but then getting to check out in one transaction. Um, and we launched that last week. Um, it's called the G Thanks flagship store. And um, you can shop some of our favorite brands and products like Delicacy's Jewelry, which does like the pasta necklaces. You can shop Maya Fragrance, which Sally, I know you're a fan of the base. Huge. You can shop Multitasky, which was like a huge bestseller um, over the holidays. It's like all these really cute like organization, office type products. Uh, Schwet Designs, which is a queer woman-owned jewelry company. They are amazing and they're based in so- Southern California, just like me. Um, and just a, a wall of water bottles is on there. We're adding brands. We are trying to build a hub of all of the geezers who have small businesses and use Shopify so we can do like a community shop. It just feels like it's the beginning of something very exciting and you can start shopping now. You just visit flagship.shop slash gthanks. And that is the flagship store. I'm very pumped. This was like the biggest launch in a long time. And it happened during a month where I was pretty much face down on the floor um, (laughs) for like 60 days straight. So I got to give a shout out to our project manager, Elena Testa, who um, by design, by her own design, likes to remain behind the scenes. But I have to give her a round of applause for this one because she really carried me through this project. That's awesome. This is really exciting. And I was wondering yeah. if I could pitch some names for the store. Oh, I would love to hear your names. Do you have any in mind? So I'm thinking, so you said you want it to be like a Nordstrom type thing. So I have Yeah, a Nordstrom like, but me, I think I said. Yeah, Nordstrom but me. So <laughs> G Thanks Max, M-A-X-X, like TJ Max. Oh my God, done. Could be don't even Max. have any uh, don't even have any other suggestions. GT I love that. Penny. Like JC Penny. <laughs> Just bought it strum. That one's a little tougher, but you see what – no bad ideas in brainstorming. You see no the direction bad I'm ideas. going. As two former BuzzFeed employees, we know firsthand no bad ideas. <laughs> Just lots of ideas and sometimes only ideas. Just, um, exactly. Next, I'm going to have AI – uh, choose the name of this store. Uh, I honestly, that's a really I love good that. idea. I did want it to be like the real John Max flagship shop.com, but you the know, URL the, was taken. The URL was taken. He already has his own. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, John. And he's like, Caroline. And I'm like, ugh, you. And he's like, oh, you. And then, you know, we high five. Um, those are, I really, I think, I think I like GT Max the best. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's good. And I think it has good brand recognition because of it does. TJ Max, which who doesn't like TJ Max? And Maxx? the real John Max. It all sort of And is, the real John Max. It's, it's an good. homage to him. You're right. I do love TJ Maxx. I love TJ Maxx. And it, I mean, who doesn't? And who doesn't? My, have you? Do you know that it's called TK Maxx in 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 London in the UK? Yeah. Um, I found which that is, out. I feel it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. I like I know. it. I like the sound of it. But, but as TJ, an editor, as an editor, yeah. You know. It's do you want to tell people why that's weird? Um. Why that's oh yeah well, because of what TK. TK signifies yeah 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 you put it in an article when you know you're gonna add the detail later basically it's a, to come. it's actually what you write in an article when you know that your editor is waiting for you to submit the story but you haven't really written it yet so <laughs> you just are like TK 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 <laughs> that's and a really like, good <laughs> I mean that's what I did I'm like oh quotes sources information TK <laughs> rest of rest of the story TK <laughs> yeah like four paragraphs TK um yeah. but it does make you sound really smart so everyone who's ever finds themselves on a deadline even if it's not journalism related just write TK and 
um, you will be distracting whoever is supposed to be reading your work from the fact that you only handed in a document that just says TK, but they'll be like, wow, like someone knows their stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a really good placeholder for the the work you were meant to have done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you've just bought yourself like another week. Um, okay, so GT Max will mm-hmm. be sort of this work in progress name. I love that. So again, it's uh, flagship. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, did I actually read the? Now I'm like, it's GT Max dot com um, dot biz <laughs> dot biz um it's flagship dot shop slash g thanks and i'm going to email my contacts over at flagship to see if we can g thanks max dot com um i love it and i'm excited to hear what you guys think this is obviously just the beginning we're going to add more brands um if you have a brand you want added please let us know and we can bring it over to them and be like see the people be clamoring um but I'm pumped about it. It's like, a, you know, when I find myself in times of trouble, go shopping. You know, that's sort of yeah, how of the course. song always goes. Mm-hmm. So in the last couple months, I've been shopping so much. I just feel like there is something about seasons of grief that make me want to shop, which I don't think is like that special or out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of this episode, I am going to go through the list of everything I every single thing I ordered or bought in the last two months. And I wasn't even really at home. So I wanted things waiting for me when I got back to LA. Um, so I could feel something. And what I felt when I got back to LA was still pretty sad. So <laughs> let that be lessened everybody. Um, but there are some really fun, actually exciting things uh, and interesting things in there that I'm really loving. So stick around for the end of the episode. I'm literally going to read a list of things I bought. Um, we're gamifying it. Sally is going to try to guess what's a few things that are on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to that, Sally. Yes. What we're going to talk about today, this product came up on Instagram stories. I cannot remember the context. But it got everyone very rowdy. Sometimes (laughs) you post things like sometimes I'll post things on the Instagram like, okay, like, you know, this jacket from J. Crew is on sale. It's 40 percent off. Here's the code. And it's like it's like I can see that people are buying it, but we're not really talking about it. You know, we're not really having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I posted the Mocha Master, (laughs) I have never like the people like like mocha heads rise up. I've never, that's not true. I have seen this before, but it just doesn't happen with every product. So I try to pay attention when it does happen. People love the Mocha Master by Technivorm Mm -hmm. KBGV Select 10 Cup Coffee Maker. And everyone who messaged me all had the same thing to say, which is like, I would lay down my life for the Mocha Master. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we heard from uh, friends of the pod, Serena Wolf, Rachel Wilkerson-Miller, which we will come back to in a second because I know what you're going to tell me. Jen <laughs> Fallick of The Ultimate Edit, April Elsass from What Else Did I Buy? These are like the big fans of the Mocha Master. Everyone's like, I've had mine for 10 years. I would trade my children for it. Like, I want it buried with me. Um, and I have to ask you, do you know about the Mocha Master? I think I know the answer. Caroline, not only do I know about it, but I have one and I'm a big I I'm I'm in You're the I'm Mocha a, head? I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Mocha head. I'm like I'm like really definitely an enthusiastic member of the Mocha Hive. The Mocha fam. Mhm. The Mocha mommies. <laughs> the Mocha that right, that's how I 
think of myself. <laughs> you're, you're they, them, mocha mommy. Yeah. They slash them you, slash mocha mommy. People have like those shirts that say like girl dad or like boy mom. <laughs> yes. And I have mocha they. <laughs> I'm going to get you that shirt. I really am. <laughs> um, I'm okay. And you were the one that told Rachel about it. Yeah. I think that like, and now I can't remember exactly how it evolved, but I saw in the doc that you had said like Rachel recommended it. And I was like, um, you were like, I'm going to take credit for this. Because I demand credit because I was the one who – I think that maybe like – I think Rachel maybe got like an ad for one and and I was like, oh, yeah, we have that. Or maybe she asked me to recommend it. I can't remember exactly how – but I just want it – I just want to go on record that I influenced, influenced you want the credit. Her, Rachel Wilkerson-Miller. Yeah. I understand. And yes, yeah, I'm going to give you that credit. As a Thank mocha you. they, as a mocha – I honest, can I still call you a mocha mommy? I yeah, don't feel like it has any – Okay. Because it, it doesn't feel gendered to me. Mocha mommy is its own – you know, it's on it's on the binary. Yeah. Um, so this, this coffee maker is, according to the Williams-Sonoma website, $379. And – and it comes in like 19,000 colors, including mm-hmm. one that I'm really, really um, into, which actually t- t- is $349. What, what a steal, um, which is the yellow pepper. Um, and it kind of has this like, it has like a qu- sort of orange, oh, yellowish yeah, construction one. worker color that normally I don't think I would pick, but like for some reason it's really calling to me. But I know better. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not a coffee drinker. I like, I just don't have a consistent enough relationship with coffee to either be, have any business buying anything over like $50 to make coffee with or to have opinions because I also take my coffee order with like, like cream sugar light on the coffee kind of mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so when everyone's like, it makes the best cup of coffee. Um, what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great question. So <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so basically to real, real coffee heads, hardcore mm-hmm. coffee heads, coffee gen- dads, coffee dads, generally yep. coffee daddies mm-hmm. usually are, are, <laughs> Not that into automatic, uh, like like drip coffee pots that make coffee for you automatically. They tend mm-hmm. to they tend to like manual coffee making processes, such as like the pour over, the um, the aero press, the French yeah. press, and so on. Why and the the reason? Okay, so the reason is that most drip coffee makers that you get for like thirty bucks or fifty bucks or whatever at like Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, they just aren't good at consistently making a good cup of coffee. So some some of for some of them, it's because they don't the water doesn't reach a consistent temperature. For some, it's because the the water comes out like in a gush, which affects how the coffee is extracted from the grounds. Like it's it's basically one of those things where when you care, uh, a, a, an an absurd amount about the way your coffee tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, drip coffee, like most drip coffee makers, just aren't very good at consistently making a good cup of coffee. Um, but making coffee manually takes more time, and generally, you do it in amounts of like one or two cups at a time. So, and that takes a really long time and it's like a whole thing. So like if you want to make a lot of coffee quickly, a drip coffee maker is like the best way to do it. The Mocha Master kind of gives you both of 
the things you need in okay. in that case. So basically, it's a drip coffee maker. It makes coffee very, very quickly, but it's you know all like hand assembled and all that stuff, and that it maintains water temperature. Pause. Very, very what the heck is hand assembled mean? I think it means that like you, there's a bunch of parts and they're put together by people's hands as opposed to oh, like. Okay. I thought you meant like the coffee itself is hand assembled by you. Oh. This is like an actual setup as opposed to a machine. Well, the, I mean, this is a machine, but I just mean it's hand assembled before it gets to you. Like it's okay. like, so in, just in other words, like in terms of, you know, the craftsmanship and like the bespokeness mm. that goes into it. It's mm. kind of more than you would get with like a mass manufactured product. By the Got way, it. like I could be totally wrong. I'm going off Isn't of like this what mass I've read. Manufactured? But- no, I, get, I no, totally it get it. I, I think it's like, I think, you know, we, you and I always try to solve mysteries, but we always put the process really and make the process a live one. So like, that's why I'm, I think you're right. It's like, it like okay, it says in the thing on Williams Sonoma, like the description, it synchronizes grind. I love to synchronize grind, and that's sure, something everyone doesn't? knows about me. So mm-hmm. I do read that, and I think okay, I could get into that. Perfectly synchronizes grind, brew time, and temperature. So I understand everything you said, like everything that could go wrong with a Mister Coffee, which is what I have, and, and I have coffee. it for guests because guests are always coffee people. You can't have yeah. someone be at your house and then not have a way to give them coffee in the morning, even if like, what am I going to do? Give them a diet Pepsi, which is I couldn't agree what, more. I mean, that's what I would do. But so I bought, you know, I think it was $70 at Target. Just sort of your like w- w- well-rated, yeah, makes a fine cup of coffee, coffee maker. This seems to be the thing for the coffee mommies and daddies. And it's in the first sentence of the description sort of uh, echoes what you said about the problem with the Mr. Coffee's, which is like, you can never really count on the water. You can never really count on like the filtering process. Um, a toggle, there's a toggle switch. Now I know what I'm paying for. The result it, is an exceptionally aromatic cup with full bodied flavor, no matter how much coffee you brew. So this is essentially for people who love a really, really well-made cup of coffee and have to do it 10 times in a row in a quick way. Yeah. So like, for example, like I used to make all, all of our coffee manually. I did. I had a few different things First that I grew liked the to do. beans. First I grew the beans. <laughs> I, I roasted them, everything like that. But then yeah. when we both started working at home, both of us were drinking all of our coffee at home as opposed to like having a cup in the morning and then like going mm. to the, you know, the coffee shop in the late afternoon or whatever. And it was getting sure. just sort of time consuming to make it manually. And so I wanted a drip pot and I started researching good coffee, uh, good drip, good automatic coffee makers. And what mm-hmm. th- th- this is when I learned that like um, the Mocha Master is considered sort of the like top of the form in terms of like ma- being able to have like the volume of coffee and mm. the and and like the speed of like a drip machine without sacrificing like flavor and stuff. But the the thing I would say is that like I um I think that there there are a lot of things that you can do to impact how good the cup of coffee is that you're drinking and even from I, the mocha master or just in general in general but including okay. the mocha master like and there are things that mm. like you don't have to spend $300 on a mocha master to like make a better cup of coffee whether or not you're using a drip machine like there's so much there's coffee heads out there will tell you that like you know 
buying beans, keeping them fresh and like grinding them fresh affects your the cup of coffee you're brewing more than anything. And the other thing totally. I would say the other thing I would say is that like you know, my thing with for example wine is that like I can't really tell the difference between like a good wine and a bad wine. I'm like, yeah. oh, that tastes red, that tastes white. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't I would never get I would never like install a, like a wine cellar in my home because you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot of trouble to go to for someone who doesn't really care about wine. And sure. I, I think that like your instinct of like, why would I do this if I don't really care about coffee that much is right. Because I just, I feel like you have to care a, uh, an amount about coffee that I feel like most people like probably don't. And I, to be honest with you, like I don't even care about coffee as much as I used to. I used to care like way more. Now I'm just mm. like, you know, I, pretty much like if it is like, not gross and is caffeine is caffeinated. Like I'll be happy <laughs> right. with it. So that's well, just I like think, it, the other thing though, wait, one more thing and then I'm just gonna yeah. stop talking. Um no 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 I'm I'm really like I'm I'm on the edge of my seat, honestly. <laughs> the other reason to get this, like it like even if you're like, well I don't really want coffee, but I do have four hundred dollars burning a hole in my pocket. Like right. it is like it an art object. I mean it's really yeah. beautiful. They come in all these different colors. I bought it in red and I kind of regret it um mm. because like now I wish – it's just like it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? I sort of wish yeah. I had gone with something a, lo- a little more neutral. But like, I mean, if you don't care about coffee but you have $400 to spend and you want something like very beautiful to sit on your counter, like you should get this. So that's what I was going to say. Like it does feel – and you're perfectly sort of leading me into why I'm a little like – why I keep coming back to it. I'm not going to buy it. I don't have the counter space. Mm-hmm. But it's rare that you get a product like this where it is both really aesthetically pleasing and also very good at what it does. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm more – I was more ready for it to be like, yeah, this – oh, I know the context of this coffee. It was like – it was like very pretty but potentially like useless or not great kitchen items. And there was like this toaster um, that kept coming up as like a recommended thing for me on Amazon. There was um, some sort of like breakfast sandwich warmer thing. And then this (laughs) also comes up, you know, like in that family. Mm -hmm. And when I posted it, oh, there was like a aesthetic pleasing blender. Oh, that is exactly what happened. And so it was like, this looks pretty, but probably sucks. Like this looks pretty, but probably sucks. And then when we got to the Mocha Master, which looks pretty, everyone was like, but it also doesn't suck. So it's like one of those rare products that does what it says it's going to do, does it really well, also looks pretty. So you can get all the Mocha Master are truly the masters Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they have made a product that's really appealing to people who just want like an aesthetically pleasing coffee machine but maybe don't care about coffee. And they also have made it appealing to people who really care about coffee. I would say that even if you're not a big coffee head, but you make coffee every day, you're still, it's still a pretty good investment for the price. Like if you are making coffee at home every single day, you have $400 and want a pretty coffee maker. Um, and that's more important to you than what the coffee actually tastes like, then you're still getting a great, product. Mm -hmm. For me, I don't even use my one cup, like my Mr. Coffee every day. I don't even use it every week. So I really could never justify a $400 purchase. But Mm -hmm. yeah, totally. It is really, they are the masters. They are the masters. They're called that for a reason. They call that for a reason. You can't just call yourself 
a master of something. Unless you can back it up. Yeah, Unless I mean – Unless you can back it up. You know, I think also like what you're saying about things being like beautiful and also functional being sort of rare, I think that's really true, particularly in the in the world of like bespoke coffee and coffee products because it's a space for like really – like really sort of like tech bro, minimalist yeah. aesthetic design stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are some really aesthetically appealing pieces of gear that I've looked at and been like, ooh, this looks really cool. And then you you read reviews of it or you go to like to the, the coffee subreddits and people, you know, are talking about how, you know, terribly they perform and stuff like that. And so I think mm-hmm. like particularly in a in a niche like coffee, which is so full of like a very specific kind of mm-hmm. like disruptor, it totally mm-hmm. pays to like to read tons of reviews. Absolutely. I don't know. The coffee, the coffee daddies are sort of I kind of feel those same way with the wine mommies mm-hmm. and the and the IPA same brothers deal. because totally. it's honestly it's just I don't understand any of it. I'm not yucking anyone's yum, but I'm like I think the best cup of coffee is cart coffee in New York. Mm-hmm. Like th- but and that's but that's just because it's like that's a taste mm-hmm. and I like the taste and it's reminiscent of something. I like don't drink coffee for function. And there's nothing special about me because of that other than the fact that I was one of those children in the 90s that was tested for ADD, diagnosed, and then put on literal speed <laughs> when I was a child. So I don't need caffeine. And yeah, unfortunately, totally. no one looked at those kids, us kids in the 90s and thought, should we ever try to get them off of speed? Uh, <laughs> and now here we all are. So I feel like I have talked about this with certain friends who are also like have been on the Concerta, Ritalin, you know, mm-hmm. Adderall, um, prescriptions since they were like in fifth grade and they're in the same boat as me. They're like, yeah, I mean, I literally put like prescript, like, you know, methylphenidate in my bloodstream every day. I don't necessarily need a cup of coffee. So don't talk interest- to me till I've had my speed. <laughs> don't talk to me till I've <laughs> chugged my pills, my little, my little cup of pills that I give myself every morning. But it is, um, routine when my mom came out to visit my mom, uh, and I only had an espresso. Um, heads will remember that Dan had found me a Nespresso machine at Goodwill for oh, like ten dollars. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cleaned it up. We got a new part, and so that was that's sort of my also go to coffee because if I'm having one or two cups a week, like you know, that's a fun way to make coffee. Totally. And my mom, my mom was here, and she was like, "That will not do." Like we <laughs> went. And that was when we got the coffee maker because my mom was drinking like. Talk about being immune to something. She had like seven Nespresso's in a morning oh and felt gracious. nothing. <laughs> she oh, wow. can, that woman can take coffee. Like she, but she, you know, I think it also is less too about the intake and more about the routine. Like if your routine right, includes right, right. brewing the cup and pouring the cup and having another cup every morning, like, yeah, that's important to you every day. And so I just think William Sonoma. William and Sonoma mm-hmm. have done it again, as they always do. The mo and by selling the Mocha Master, because they know that's the moneymaker. That mm-hmm. is like a wedding registry gift. Absolutely. That is like, you know, a bridal shower gift. It is a uh I don't know. Anytime you could ask for something, I would think this ends up on the on the uh on the list. Now, do you, and I know people are really opinionated about buying ground coffee versus 
buying beans and grinding them yourself. Mm-hmm. Where do you fall? What kind of a bean head are you? I am a I buy whole beans and I grind them myself. I'm mm. I'm like by hand, I, I hope. By hand. <laughs> I mash one them one bean at a time. Laura Ingalls Wilder style. It's it's actually why <laughs> I went freelance is so I had more time to grind beans. That's right. I am um, I, I'm like somewhere between someone who cares a lot and puts a lot of effort into their coffee and someone who like doesn't really care and just kind of throws throws it together. And no judgment on either end of those things. I mean, if there's any judgment, it's it's the people who care a lot and put a lot of, a lot of effort into it. But but no, not I like I also don't want to yuck anyone's yum because I used to be that way and it's fine. It doesn't hurt anyone who cares. But um, yeah. So yeah, I'm sort of somewhere in between. I would say that like. I do a couple of things. So, okay, I wrote a story when I was at BuzzFeed called um, like how to make a really goddamn good cup of coffee at home or something like okay, that. I'm um, Googling I, that. And I, I basically, I, I bought this book about craft coffee. It's just like an awesome, readable, great book that just basically explains how to make good coffee at home and like what goes into making coffee and what affects how coffee tastes. Um and it's done in a very accessible way. A, mm. uh, a lot of coffee stuff is like very um, just made, just like complex coffee. Intimidating. Co- co- yeah, coffee snobs being sort of precious about their thing. This book was not. It was awesome. And I can like send you the link, Caroline, if you want to like put it in the show notes. But I read that and then I wrote this um, post. I wrote, I wrote this story for BuzzFeed that was basically like Oh, I'm reading it right now. You're I'm, reading it. Okay. Oh, I'm reading it. Yeah. And I'm going to link to it too. It, this is very funny because there is a paragraph in here that's like, hey, if you say like, I'm fine with Starbucks, thanks. Like, <laughs> that's totally respectable. Um, But I, lo- yeah, keep talking about this. I'm scrolling through it like kind of with my jaw on the floor of the amount of care. Yeah. So like, because you can you can put like an unbelievable amount of time and effort and care into your coffee brewing, mm-hmm. or you can just choose like the three most like impactful things and do those. And that's basically what I do. I, I like choose the, the the top three things that I think are going to affect the flavor of the coffee and I do them. I don't, I, I used to do all of them, but mm-hmm. I, I don't anymore because I just sort of like lost interest in like spending that much time doing it. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like the ritual of making coffee manually. The ritual. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just, you, you know, you like you, you measure some stuff, you weigh some stuff, you put mm. things together. I, I just, I like that shit. Oh, so like this is even more, I get it. That's part of it. That's maybe even a huge part of it. Huge it's not part necessarily it, yeah. about the final pro- product. I, I think hate, it's about both because I don't I like don't the think... journey of anything. Like I, that's totally you know, fair. I, I despise I, the journey. You're anti-journey. I totally relate. I'm also anti-journey. Like I'm pretty impatient. I'm just like, <laughs> can I just like have the thing I, I want to have? I don't feel mm-hmm. like going through a whole song and dance. But the song and dance is like I I've now tailored it to like it's like just like half of a song and a quarter of a dance. And so it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel that oppressive to me. Sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's fun to mess around with coffee and sort of like play around. It's something that this book talks about, um, this book is called Craft Coffee, a Manual, and it's by mm. Jessica Easto. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's sort of like, it tells you to kind of play around, like make, make like use different amounts of grounds and water and heat them to different temperatures and then take notes on what you like and what you don't like, which I did. And it was really fun. And I, I think that it would be miserable for a lot of people, but just putting my cards on the table of like, 
what kind of a coffee head I am. No, I, I, I respect that. I mean, I respect that because I think like, you know, what are we as humans, if not just people who really um, rely on routine and like whatever that means and ritual, mm-hmm. like whatever that means, it can truly be anything. And mm-hmm. co- and I think because I never really cared about the final product in any sense, like I could not imagine putting that much time and effort into coffee, but it's also possible that I've never had a really good cup of coffee, but it's also possible that I've never relied on a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's so interesting to me and, and to have, um, a product that presented that's like, Hey, if you care about aesthetics first and quality second, this, you're going to love this. If you also care about quality first and aesthetics second, you're going to love this. Like that's a good way of putting it for priority, whatever, like, um, order your priorities are in somehow the mocha master like hits the spot on all of it. I'm Mm -hmm. so tempted because it is so pretty, but I also am just, I'm not going to become a coffee head. Like I'm 35 and, uh, I'm just not a coffee person. And that's, called growth because I think maybe five years ago I would have been like, and I have to have the Mocha Master. Um, But I love a, you know, I have the KitchenAid, the KitchenAid, um, you know, what's it called? Mixer. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because I did get married in in a traditional sense and therefore... What do you do when you get married? Someone buys you a mixer. And uh, I enjoyed that. But I also am not... KitchenAid mixers are amazing but like take up so much counter space that like mm-hmm. you have to be baking a lot. And therefore totally. I don't use it that often. Um, and I could see the mocha master for me going the way of the kitchen, the kitchen aid. I can also understand that like for some people it's like, Hey, you can only save one appliance in your house. What are you saving? And people are going to say the mocha master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. Sally, before we go on to your preferred method of making coffee, I got to know, you told me that you bought the Mocha Master in red. If you could mm-hmm. go back and do it again, what color would you have picked? So I really love the pistachio, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you that I feel like I would maybe have the same experience with it that I'm having with a red, which very is just bold. that like, it's bold and like maybe you just don't want that color story every single day of your life. Mm-hmm. I think I would do better with like the metallic, like it's, there's just a silver and like then there's the brush silver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even the black, like, because, um, then you don't have to think about, I guess I don't really think that much about like, is this clashing? But I just, I just sometimes walk into my kitchen and I'm like, I don't want to look at this big old red, like machine. Like, why didn't I just get a neutral color? Is it um, the apple red or the red red? Just the red. It's the red red. Oh, that is so bright. It's really bright. I'm not anti that at all, but it almost is like, wow, now you have to like match other stuff to it. Yeah. Which we definitely have not done. Like we have a microwave that's like turquoise and like- Oh, I love um, love that too though. Yeah, we're definitely like not matching anything at all. But nevertheless, I don't know, man. Red, it's just like it's a really bold statement, and it's mm. like, is that the is that the statement I want to be telling people about yourself and telling, but yeah, like every day, or even like telling myself about myself. You know, when you walk <laughs> into the kitchen on like a really overcast Monday, yeah. and you see this bright red that trying Sa- to tell you to siren like of to like yeah, trying to tell you to like suck it up and enjoy because it's. <laughs> things can be colorful. It's like, yeah. I just want to give it the finger. I understand. I do understand. I also think there's, um, there are certain design choices that tend to age. You know, you can tell when something's from 2010 or something's from 
2015 now because we're like a little farther away from it like if you had Mm -hmm. said like if you had told me in 2017 like oh this is so 2015 I don't know that I would have been able to see the difference but Mm -hmm. like you know the farther you get away from it sometimes like and and I say this as someone who got the turquoise KitchenAid mixer Mm -hmm. it does feel like here's something I'm never going to replace like I'm just going to have this until I Mm -hmm. don't have it anymore Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's always going to be like 2017 to me this kitchen, I totally know what this you mean. turquoise, yeah. like getting a turquoise kitchen appliance as a choice. To me, I will have, forever look at it and say 2017. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, this is why people like, I mean, it's like, and that's fine, it, but sometimes it's, there it's, is something to be said about like a brushed silver appliance and you're done. Right. It's like the, it's like the, um, the like flared, low rise jeans of yes. like kitchen appliances. It's like, it's not always going to be in style as opposed to like a pair of chucks or like right. a jean jacket, you know, right. like I, I, I kind of wish I had gotten the chucks or jean jacket of coffee pot colors, but what can you do? What can you do? You know what? Also, I do like the red and sometimes there is something to be said about a pop of color because there are, there's, there's also going to be something very timed, um, to like the stark white beige-ness of, certain design choices I think that people make right now. So I think at the time you loved red, at the time I loved turquoise KitchenAid mixers. And I think it's like, look, look at me all young and into my colorful Young and optimistic. My whole life ahead of me. Jeans also, you have other pairs. You replace them often and you don't put them on display in your Mm -hmm. house. So it's interesting to make a sort of bold design choice of a thing that truly like lives out in the open. But we yeah, all do it. No, true. Yeah, we do. We do it. We do it because we're we're just uh, you know f- you know we're just human. We're just human. I always say. <laughs> I, um, I always say that too, and I think it's right. It is right. Well, it's definitely right. If we've said it, it's correct, which Agreed. is a thing I always say as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, Sally, now that we're on this topic of coffee, and we have confirmed, I'm not going to buy the Mocha Master, but we've also confirmed that coffee mommies and daddies should feel confident in their purchase of a mocha master. What mm-hmm. are you, what have you been using to make coffee lately? So I use, I do use my mocha master and then mm-hmm. I recently got a mocha pot, which um, is a little, then that's M-O-K-A. It's a little stovetop pot. Well, it doesn't have to be little. They make them real big. It, mm-hmm. it basically kind of imitates uh, espresso in the sense that it's much more concentrated than normal coffee. Um, the um it's the the coffee to water ratio is like 1 to 7 and with a normal cup of coffee it's like 1 to 16 so but it's not yeah. as concentrated as like true espresso which is okay um so like mo- mo- the mocha pot uses pressure to brew to send the water through the grounds and then up into the chamber from from whence you pour your coffee yeah it uses like I want to say I used to know this for sure, but like a f- a couple bars of pressure. Whereas a, an espresso machine, like in a coffee shop, uses eight to ten bars of pressure. So it's like a similar process, but just not the same. It's not true espresso, mm-hmm. but it produces a smaller amount of coffee, and it's more concentrated. Um, and I've been really enjoying that in like the. Um, in the afternoon or evening, I sometimes want to do like a decaf espresso-esque type of drink. And so wow, I'll use the mocha Italiano. pot for that. Yeah. Or 
I'm extremely cultured. Or sometimes in the morning, I want a red eye, which is drip coffee with espresso in it. And I make kind of a a mocha pot red eye, which is drip coffee with like an espresso-like coffee. Does that mean you have to both use your mocha master simultaneously while doing a mocha pot? You're goddamn right it does, Carol. Wow. That is – do you also have your chemist goggles on? Are you wearing your, like, white I do, coat? Yeah. That feels I so involved. I do this involved. all in beakers. Everything yeah, of is – there's a lot of beakers involved. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's it's really – mocha pots are, um, are pretty, like, inexpensive compared to other forms of, you know, of coffee making. They're, they're easy. Like, you fill up the, the little chamber with water and then you put your grounds. There, you, you use fine grounds like you would – um, for espresso, you put it in the little basket and then you mm. put it on the stove. And um, in just a couple minutes, you have like a, a nice, like very two to three times more concentrated than coffee brew. What kind of person do you think should – I've had coffee from a mocha pot before. I really enjoy it, mostly because you put it in a little cup. and mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it's very cute. And I like it, again, with milk and, and sugar, like I ruin every – like that's why I, I cannot be – trusted to comment on the quality of coffee because I I just like it to taste like coffee ice cream. Um, But that's great. I don't – I feel like, you know, there are some people who are like kind of obnoxious about that and it's just like put whatever you want in your thing. Oh, yeah. Like sugar. Like who cares? Do whatever you want. Like it's like people who are like, ooh, guilty pleasures, beach read Mm -hmm. books. I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) who gives a – like have we looked around lately? Get your pleasure wherever you get your pleasure. Agree. Um, if I want to drink a hot cup of milk and sugar, I'm going to do it. And guess what? Absolutely. I have been known to do it. Um, but this. who is buying? I know. the And the mocha pot is like way less expensive. I mean, we're talking like between $25 and $40. Like, and that's mm-hmm. kind of on the higher end. But like, when do you whip out the mocha pot versus actually turning on the coffee machine? Like, could you replace a coffee maker? Could you replace your coffee maker all together? Not yours specifically, because I know you love the Mocha Master, but like for a not for a mid for a mid coffee head, could it become just the way that you intake your coffee? Or do you think it's too it's too much of a concentrated thing, and you'll never get that like drip vibe? I guess I think it kind of depends. So I think like mocha pots are a lot more popular in other parts of the world, like Mm -hmm. in parts of Europe and Latin America. It kind of is like the standard way that people make coffee. So I think some people just kind of are used to it and grew up with it and maybe they want to be doing that. So that – those folks, but um, they don't need me to tell them to get a mocha pot. But like I think also if you're someone who maybe likes the taste of espresso but doesn't want to – um, you know, espresso machines are really expensive and then and also going out to buy espresso yeah. drinks is expensive. So maybe yeah. you want something that's sort of espresso-esque oh, and maybe you want to, you know, you could also, you know, heat up milk and use one of those handheld frothers and make a sort of like in the that's same fun. way that, that, yeah, that, 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 that the, in the same way that the mocha pot makes espresso, that's not really espresso, heating up milk and then frothing it with a frother gives you textured milk that's not really textured milk like what you would get in a coffee shop. But like, you know, it's like an at-home little like latte or cappuccino or whatever. And so if that's appealing to you, I think that is really fun. I think also some people want caffeine but don't want to drink a ton of liquid. So this, you know, when you have a mocha pot, you can drink less liquid and get 
more caffeine. So Mm. that too, I don't, I think that like a lot of, I think a lot of people grow up also just drinking drip coffee. And so this maybe wouldn't be as appeal. Maybe it wouldn't replace like a coffee maker for, for most people. But, um, like you were saying, it's so reasonably priced that I think as a supplemental thing, like why not? Also, if you don't have counter space for a coffee pot, even even not that you know, not all coffee pots are as big as the Mocha Master, but even like smaller ones, maybe you don't have counter space. You can mocha put pot the can Mocha Pot on your or like in can, a cabinet, literally in a cabinet. It can live on your stove, like whatever. Yeah, and Mocha Pot can be a good gift. Totally, I think it's a great gift. It doesn't great require fil- it's there's it's no there's no filter, uh, no like just paper filter or like you know, built-in filter, it has like, or that's not a good way of saying that. You don't need to add a filter to it. The coffee basket it comes with has a filter. So, you know, maybe for people who don't want to deal with like making extra waste or figuring out what to do with their, you know, used grounds and filter, that that's a thing. Or buying all that extra accoutrement. Exactly. I do love, I do love coffee from a mocha pot again, though, not in any sort of routine or ritual way, just when it's available to me, I've always enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. Um, I will say I didn't really, this is why I'm bad. That's, this is why I would be bad with like the weighing of the beans. I can't pay attention or care. So, so that's how I ended up one time not understanding how concentrated mocha pot coffee was and basically made myself the equivalent of a soup bowl of Cuban coffee. And (laughs) I probably didn't sleep for like four days and I was like, what's going on with me? And, um, then figured it out. Uh, but, um, it is. It is really good. The, the mocha pot coffee might be the closest I've gotten to understanding uh, coffee culture. Yeah, yeah. It's like it. Like you said, like drinking of a little demi tasse is really cute and fun. Yeah. I just got a couple. I got a couple for my birthday that I'm like really excited about. And it's like I don't know. There's something about like in the evening mm. having a little tiny like demi tasse of um, decaf. Tell me you do. Of, you do decaf, right? I do decaf. Yeah, okay. I I don't do I don't do caffeinated coffee after like two in the afternoon okay. with like your little like fruit or dessert or something. I don't know. There's something just like really cute about it. And yeah, you know, if there's adult. one thing about me, like I just love cute things. You do love cute things, and that's why we have a red mocha master in your kitchen. Exactly, cutest that, mocha master in all the world. There is something really nice about offering one like a guest a cup of coffee with after dinner. Right? I know. That's – I mean, one of the reasons I started keeping it's decaf so in the house was for that reason. <laughs> yeah. And then I I myself got really into it. I was like, what What am I going to do? Not make myself a decaf espresso after dinner? Give me a break. Yeah. You would never not do that. I would never not do that. The other thing about ADD kids is that – at least this ADD kid, me, mm-hmm. is that like we're also – I am also – I'm not going to speak for, for all of us. <laughs> there are so many of us. But sure. I'm also so – caffeine does nothing to me. I could drink – like three Diet Cokes at like 8 p.m. and feel nothing. Um, <laughs> and and decaf, I've because I if I order if I order a coffee like after dinner when I'm out to dinner, which is usually where I would order a coffee, um, or like in the context of get, getting a coffee, uh, I'll get decaf because if it's all the same to me, then I might as well not chance it. But I have it on pretty good authority that I could order like a full calf espresso at 9:30 at night and be able to sleep fine. That is so impressive to me and um deeply sad. I, I wish and 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 deeply worrisome. And I just please take care of yourself. I know, I know. I should get like a full body scan sometime soon. Innerd <laughs> innards and outards. But um 
yeah, again, if you were a prescribing psychiatrist in the 90s, just throwing out Ritalin to all the little kids, you have a lot of, you know, weird 30-somethings right now trying to knock yeah, down like, your door. What did you do to us? <laughs> what happened? What are you going to do? Not prescribe speed to a bunch right. of little kids? Come on. <laughs> With please. no game plan? <laughs> like, I remember please. my mom being like, do you think you'll ever get off of it? And I was like, oh, the um, extremely addictive drug that I've been taking every single day of my life for the last 20 years. Yeah, no, I've not considered. Um, <laughs> great. There is a shortage right now, though, which has been very annoying. I uh, know. I, I've heard about that. And mm-hmm. I, I know people who are kind of having to ration their mm-hmm. medicine, which sucks. It does suck. I've actually spent the last, especially because I, I took the last couple months as a much needed sort of mental health reset. I've, I haven't been taking it that much because it does help me concentrate on work. And with the amount of free time I've given myself, I've noticed I haven't really needed it as much. And I'm happy because this is the first time since I've been prescribed it that I've had the time to sort of see how I can handle not taking it, um, Mm -hmm. which is really impossible to do if you have a full-time job. You can't literally just like show up and hope for the best. Um, It's very difficult to get it together if you're not taking the medication that you've been using to get it together for the majority of your life. Um, But so that makes the shortage really scary to people who are like, I actually can't function. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, People are like trying to decide like when should I take – like when should I be able to function? And that's just like not sustainable or okay. It sucks. For me, I feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm I'm actually kind of okay with not taking it every day. But driving is one thing that I've noticed I really rely on it for. If you're someone whose brain wanders and and it's hard for you to focus uh, and you're behind the wheel of the car, <laughs> um, mm. you want to have your med- – you want to be taking your medication. Uh, yeah. And I just feel for people – it sucks. I have no idea. Yeah, I have not um, dealt with the shortage until recently, until I called in a prescription and they were like, oh, there's a shortage. And I was like, great, but not for me. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? That doesn't affect me, does it? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I heard that about everyone else. Um, <laughs> but it, it it sucks. And if you are out there dealing with this, I feel for you because I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it is wild. You would also think that like controlled substances would be the one thing pharmaceutical companies like were really super on top of because it's their big money maker. I mean, I don't really understand how shortages work, but I I have to Im- imagine the billion dollar pharmaceutical companies could have some pull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, that sounds right to me. I also don't know the details of this shortage, but I, right? I suspect that you're correct. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm just giving a little look. Uh, I'm giving a little look see of of what of what we're dealing with. Um, the latest from February, I guess that was the big month. Um, it's because everyone was diagnosed with ADD during the pandemic. Okay, but that shouldn't be exciting for you guys. Where are you reading that? I'm reading it on NBCnews.com. Okay. Um, oh, I know. So Sally is a health editor, if you guys didn't know, <laughs> but just, she's like making sure I'm not reading it at like drugshortage.edu slash um, notrealnews.com. Uh, I me- just made up made up fake news.biz. Yeah. I just like don't I, – I always forget that you also are – We're once a journalist. And, yeah. And, and you know not to – but like people are forever – I mean everything is um, – is fake and made up. And so you have to just be really vigilant. And it's also very much gotten worse since I left news in 2019. So um, I get it. And I appreciate that you were like source. Um, (laughs) I just sent you the uh, article. Yeah, I I like NBC's um, 
health reporting. They they do a fine job. I mean, I really did, wasn't like I have to read it on NBC, but I was looking for like actual reputable source. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So essentially, January was the beginning of the shortage. They seem to be getting on track now. And we're right in the beginning of April. Which means that it didn't take that long, I guess, from a manufacturing standpoint. But isn't the hope? I guess my confusion is like pharmaceutical companies hope that as many people as possible can be prescribed the drugs that make them their billions. So to be unprepared for that, which I assumed was their like big Q4 goals, feels weird to me. If I were running the pharma companies. Mm hmm. You know, I would have said, hey, we should make more drugs. You know, that's just sort of yeah, how yeah. I would be a CEO, a CEO. And, and that's why I, I would love for you to be CEO of mm. all the pharma companies. I agree. Some, <laughs> something doesn't. Life goal. So, some of these, so, you know, these like these things that affect us all that are like systemic and we're like, how did this happen? I kind of feel like nine out of 10 times they happen because, uh, incredibly wealthy people who don't care too much about everyone else, like mess something up either inadvertently or verdant, verdantly. Yes. What's the opposite? Or intentionally. Intentionally. Um, I, I think I found the crux, in this NBC News article, I think I found the crux, which is that um, pharmaceutical companies can't just, well, they can because they do. But it, essentially the DEA is in charge of being like there are quotas like you can't just like make as much and distribute as much as you want like we mm. have to basically look at the information that's like based on diagnosis and prescription demand equals like some percentage math equation how much you can make so this paragraph says the DEA is often willing to increase quotas if there's legitimate patient demand but it's difficult to measure a demand increase while it's happening. And there's no mm. real-time coordinated system for tracking ADHD diagnoses on a national level like there is for COVID or the flu. Therefore, diagnoses or diagnoses, whatever the plural of diagnosis is, um, mm -hmm. are coming in that really can't be translated in a meaningful way to get those levels uh, approved. Which again, if I was the CEO of technology, we would have a, how do they not, how can they not do that? I don't yeah, know. No, I, I, this leaves me with a lot more questions than answers, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Same. More, and, and it's very ADHD of me to get this off track during our episode. But all of this to say, if you're out there dealing with the shortage, I totally understand. And mm -hmm. uh, it really sucks. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe we should think about being mad at pharmaceutical companies. Just me. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Um, okay, so... Last couple months were hard for me. Um, we had a death in my family. It is sad and 
um, hard. And I, and you know, people turn to different things when they're sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, I turned to shopping (laughs) to me. I was like, what could I buy that fills this void? Um, and I learned, um, that while I love shopping, of course, here we are, um, buying things will not fill a void even if the mm-hmm. void is literally labeled for time and space only, which it is because I bought a Bluetooth label maker. Um, <laughs> and so I've been keeping a running list for both therapy myself. And then now here, I'm going to hold myself mm-hmm. accountable of all of the things that I bought in the last 60 days. Um, Q1 was hard for me. All of the things I bought in Q1 mostly that I thought were like, this will fix something. Um, and seeing it all in list form, Sally is in a word humbling. Um, you know, I know better and I, and not to say none of these things have a point or that I'm not using them, but it is funny to see them all in a list. So I thought it would be kind of fun to read the list out loud. Um, I'd like to know what you think might be on this list. Okay. I'm really excited to make (laughs) some guesses. So my first guess is an article of clothing that you don't normally wear, such as a caftan or coveralls. Okay. And I have to say, I don't know for sure that you don't usually wear caftans or coveralls, so that's just a guess. Okay. That's probably true. If it's not matching lounge sweatpants or the specific cut of jeans from Old Navy, uh, it usually is a, a article of clothing I don't normally buy. So you might be on the money there. Okay, great. Next guess is syrups or just kit. Uh, you know they make those kits for like really nice mocktails? Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe you bought a kit for nice mocktails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Succulents. That was mm-hmm. another guess. Really nice socks. Okay. And a new clock. Those are my guesses. Wow. Okay. That a clock. Okay. I like that. Um, I can, I would love to be right about any of them, and I I don't think I am. But um. Well, listen, listen carefully because this is a long okay. list and I think okay, maybe you go. might, you might find the things on it that you're looking for. Okay. I, I honestly putting this list together was like, Caroline, Jesus. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, I have <laughs> help, like cry for help. Um, okay. We'll just start. I'm just going to run through it. I'm, and if you, um, hear anything that you want me to sort of talk a little bit about more further, just make a little note of that and then we'll get back to it. Got it. Um, I think it really, um, the, thea- the theater of it all really hits when you read it and you don't stop reading the list. So I got it. Okay. I'm just so I gonna, won't interrupt. No, no. I'm, and I'm just saying like, um, to recite the list feels like the exercise. Um, but I would love to talk about any of these in detail. So if you have any you want to hear about, just let me know after. Okay. Got it. All right. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's begin. Embroidery floss, rainbow color, 50 skeins per pack. The Cove Commuter 2 portable speaker, um, Bluetooth speakers that split in two. Soap dish with slanted waterfall design. Floor lamp, shade with LED bulb, standing lamp for living rooms. Uh, in quotes, a perfect solution for your dark room. Um, <laughs> Abercrombie 90s curved jeans in two washes, one light, one dark. Madewell vintage straight jeans in one wash, light blue. The quote, new perfect lightweight jacket from J. Crew. Ballet flats from TJ Maxx. Vintage matchboxes from Etsy. A thrift store find, the trifle dish. AirPod Pro Max headphones, a case of hint water in pineapple. Nice nuts. <laughs> Um, food, 
bungee cord, <laughs> bungee cords, uh, uh, a banner from Oxford pennant that says, see you on the dance floor, Monstera plant from Trader Joe's solar powered outdoor string lights. Um, one pound of wildflower seeds, depression glass, champagne, champagne flutes in pink, Gucci bronzer from Sephora, tart powder blur foundation, also from Sephora, a candle warmer lamp, a chest freezer, um, Steve Madden loafers via Nordstrom, a trench coat via Nordstrom that I need to return because they didn't take the security tag off of it which is a blessing. I will not rebuy it. A harness for Lottie from Target. Three art prints from Society Six, including one of, in quotes, witches dancing in a circle. Wavy wavy mirror that looks like it's from a cool store, but it is actually from Amazon, which I feel weird about. Nightlight for my bathroom. Merit Signature Lipstick. Merit Clean Lash, which was a rebuy. The Fireplace Humidifier from Multitasky through my own flagship store, GT Max. The <laughs> J. Crew Liberty Floral Dress, hoping this meets the requirements for dress code, quote, fancy casual for my cousin's bar mitzvah next month. Color Camp Press on Nails. New eyeglasses from GlassesUSA.com. I also got sunglasses because they were running a promo and I wrote, who cares? A secondhand vintage coach purse from a Goodwill in New York. Four glass animal dresser knobs from a yard sale in New York. I paid $2 for all four and then one of them broke and I had an absolute mental breakdown. Black rib, <laughs> black rib dress from Old Navy that I planned to wear to the funeral, but then found out we were to wear colorful clothing to the funeral. So I paid $100 to ship a colorful dress I already owned from my LA closet. A friend of mine shipped it for me overnight to New York and it didn't even get there in time. We oh did God. get a refund from UPS, USPS. They were actually very good at responding to the claim. Um, an Owala water bottle from uh, the GT flagship store. Uh, rebought my Maya base also from the flagship store. String light pull. Can you believe that we're still doing this? String light pulls for outside to hang the solar powered lights. Casual crew socks. Six pairs color white um 12 piece ceramic coated stainless steel knives this is a g thanks recommendation i've recommended forever i needed a set for my new house um three eight inch mirror disco balls cool and fun silver hanging party disco ball big party decorations party design um these are for the tree outside my window uh, more solar string lights i actually think maybe I forgot I had already ordered them. Uh, <laughs> waterproof solar powered patio lights and a women's long sleeve tie dye hoodie, um, which I wore to the wake because the wake was tie dye optional. <sighs> and that is the list. Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> I want to just commend you for <laughs> I feel like you bought something in every genre of consumer goods. Yeah. Like you, you really covered all your bases there. I did I don't try. Think that I, I don't think that I was right on any of them. Socks. I did buy socks. Not nice socks, but they are. Yeah, socks. but I thought they'd be nice. So when you said the monstera, I was like, okay, well, I guessed succulents, and I feel like succulents and monstera have a similar. They do. No, I, I, I don't know if I can actually. I'm gonna make let that. you. Do, do you think I can? Okay. I, I'm gonna let you, and I'm also gonna say instead of the the syrups, I did buy nice nuts. And water. Okay. <laughs> so I'll give you that oh, yeah. one also. <laughs> I was wondering what hint water is. Um, it's water with like a hint <laughs> of flavor. Okay. Just what <laughs> I, it sounds like. I am trying to be more hydrated, but I actually really like liquid IV for that. So 
uh, not hashtag spawn just trying to drink more water um yeah and then multiple orders of solar powered lights and i yeah you who can say you just a lot of lighting which you know (laughs) a lot of lighting lighting is really important yeah If, if i separated these into genres the lighting genre would be i would have that dance card filled i think that's right yeah Reading it out loud is really humbling. I got, I mean, it just is. I actually, what I was surprised to hear is that you had this stuff, you had this stuff shipped to your home so that when you got to LA, you would have it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I assumed that it was about the sort of like instant gratification of like receiving something in the moment or like within a couple of days, but actually you were planning ahead. I was. It, um, I do get the dopamine hit from hitting purchase. So that was covered. Um, Some things I bought in New York, like the makeup and the things I found at Goodwill and the yard sale. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really was like, you know, just giving, trying to give myself, I think rightfully um, and understandably, like, what can I, you know, something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, no, I, I get that. You know, and then what I actually came home to was like a lot of boxes that I then had to deal with. And I was like, you're an idiot. Like, you forgot this part, like the breaking down of cardboard. Um, yeah, that's like kind of a whole thing. And then mm-hmm. you're like, do I, should I keep some of these because they're such a good size for shipping? And if so, where right. do I keep them? Where do and I keep them? Do, right. I got to break them down. It's like a whole thing. Right. And they don't fit in the trash thing. It's like, jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, they do, I know shopping addicts, which I don't believe I am one, though this list mm-hmm. might say otherwise. I think <laughs> we all have our moments. I wouldn't necessarily sure. call myself a shopping addict. I like shopping. I like mostly helping other people shop. I know the lady doth protest too much, but I don't think I'm addicted. But I know that shopping addicts, via what I learned from an episode of True Life, I'm a sh- addicted to shopping. Sure. Is that this is actually an exercise that... um is used with a shopping addict or like, you know, a spending addict of like, you know, like making a list of everything that you're buying. So you actually see it. Um, Uh totally. And and I know Nora in January did a no buy January. So every time she wanted to buy something, she would make a note of it in her notes app. And then she told herself that on February 1st, she could go back to the notes app and see what she still wanted. And she read me that list in January, just of the things she had was not buying. And it was just, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's as funny as the list I just read out loud. Like seeing it all together in one, like mm-hmm. chest freezer, nail, like fake nails. Yeah, chest like, freezer it, threw me for a loop. I'm not going to lie. Do you have any questions? Do you have any questions about it? I mean, what's <laughs> happening with, like, are you, do you, you want to, are you, are you planning for like the end of days? I mean, what, what's, what's, ha- are you going to be entertaining a lot? It does. I, I just needed a place to store the bodies, you know? Um, <laughs> no. So the chest freezer is because in this house, which is quite small, the fridge that is here um, is, uh, a half size fridge, which oh. means the freezer is even smaller. And because I don't, I'm kind of a freezing frozen food head. Um, sure. just like not a cook by trade. Uh, I can make like the basics, but like, mm-hmm. no, I don't, uh, nothing gets me going like, like a frozen meal from Trader Joe's. Um, and with that, plus the dog food that I feed Lottie, which also needs to stay frozen until I thought, it. Um, mm-hmm. There's literally no room in the actual freezer. So I had this was actually a thing I, I very much needed researched gotcha. and planned for. Uh, and it has 
made all the difference. This was actually one of the first purchases I made in the beginning of Q1 because I realized very quickly there wasn't a ton of room in um, the fridge freezer for really anything. And so I thought, okay, solution, solution. Um, But a chest freezer, interestingly enough, doesn't suck a lot of energy out. And um, it doesn't have to be that big. I think I got like a like a three cubic foot one, um, which I you know math evades me. Sure, but, sure. But now I'm not worried about where I'm putting my my Trader Joe's orange chicken, which it does keep me up at night. Well, I mean, then I think this has been a great purchase. I love this for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good one. I might I might challenge myself to a um, minimal by April. Uh, just, okay, that's that's a good time. No, I'm not gonna like put any pressure on myself, but I think I might just revisit this list. This okay. the saddest thing on this list was those glass animal dresser knobs, and the one broke, and I was just it, yeah, that's such you a know, bummer. You know when like a a real life thing is like the tipping point, like a meaningless yeah. sort of event. I lost. I was like just sobbing in my car. You would have thought that was yeah, like I've- a real animal. <laughs> I've totally been there. I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, when things are so close to the surface, it's just a fragile time. Um, I totally agree. I, the number of times something totally banal has set me off yeah. are a great many. Oh, real. It's just, whoo, whoo, boy. Um, not Spawn also. Got to give a plug to GlassesUSA.com where I get all of my glasses. Oh, nice. And uh, and sunglasses because, as I said, who cares? And I love – I have now been treating glasses. This could be another episode and maybe we'll we'll drop off on this and, and you know, like a little cliffhanger. But mm-hmm. I realized I'm not a contacts-wearing person. Mm-hmm. Are you? You are. No, no, no. I, I only need glasses for like certain situations and oh. I'm not trying to put things in my eyeball if I don't have to. Do you have a weird – like thing about that too because I don't yeah I don't understand how people can do that I'm really jealous Uh, we used to have a family friend who used to come and stay with us and I would like beg to watch her take out and put in her contacts (laughs) because I was so fascinated by it I was just like fascinating fast I'm like I'm sorry you're putting something directly on your eyeball are we all just gonna act like that's normal yeah my mom can literally do it like in a moving car like and she's the one driving like it's just <laughs> I have such a hang up about it. I don't know why I feel like touching my eyes. Weird. I managed to figure out how to put I I really wanted to wear contacts for some reason, not wear glasses to, during my wedding. I really felt that that was important to me. And I managed to figure out how to get the right one into my eye. I could not get the left so I could half see. It was really a Well, moment. that's better than nothing. But I realized because glasses are a huge part of my I wear them every day. So why would Mm -hmm. I wear the same ones every day? So now I just like have a fun game of I scour um, Glasses USA every time there's like a big promo and they always are like just for you 90% off. Um, And it's that we're (laughs) not in a we're not in a lens crafters era anymore. Uh, You know, no one's gatekeeping glasses and frames. Um, You know, it used to be like so expensive. Glasses used to cost like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And some of them still do, but you can also get like a really fun pair of glasses with your prescription in them for like 40 bucks. Um, so I've started like collecting glasses, essentially. I have like a ton of, of glasses, tons of I love of that. I, I like, I have a friend who every time I see her has a different pair of like really awesome statement glasses. And I yeah. think it's like what you said, where like now you can get them in 
much more affordably than you used to be able to. And right. I, I like that. Just like it can be, it's just like another accessory, accessory. for your look. Switch right. them out. And if you're literally wearing them every day, why wouldn't you? And that's what I said to myself. And now the answer is I don't wear the same ones every day. Um, the other thing about glassesusa.com that I love is that it will take your prescription from anywhere. I have my prescription stored on glassesusa.com. And when they send you your pair of glasses, they send you like a little kind of credit card looking thing that has your prescription on it. And I feel like half the battle for me is like, oh, now they want me to enter my prescription. You know I what know, I mean? Totally. So yeah. I keep it in my wallet. And then it's like, that obstacle, when the, once that obstacle was removed, I could not be stopped. The amount of glasses I have, it's just become like, it's like shoes. I, I really just cannot never stop. stop. Never stop, never stopping. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, Sally, anything alarming off of this list that you think I need to like explore further? No, I mean, I think that like you seem really, um, you seem to have a lot of insight into like why you bought what you bought when you bought it. And I feel like, there's nothing I would say that you don't already know. I think if I had been like, so a chest freezer, huh? And you were like, yeah, I just sort of wanted to like get really into like freezing things in a chest. I would be like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I'm wondering if we should like unpack that a little bit. Yeah. But like, I feel like you, not that you like have to have a good re I feel like when you're like experiencing, when you're like bereaved, I feel like you can kind of do anything and just like figure it out later. Um, because most it's things. Like, yeah. Most things. Most things. Yeah. Um, not hurting anyone, not hurting myself. Right, totally. I um I sort of meant it in the sense of like consumer behavior. Yeah. But um but yeah, like so I don't know. I feel like you're you're like on top of it. You were talking about like Nora's no buy January thing and mm -hmm. wanting to do that in April. I feel like you have a good relationship with the with the stuff you buy and you, this is like your whole job, you know, is to like buy things yeah, this, and this like. This is literally all a write off, which I did tell myself. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I think it's fine. I say. Thank um, you. Yeah. I say like continue to lean in. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I am going to um, just give myself a note that the first thing I said that I read that maybe you forgot because there were so many things was the embroidery floss rainbow color 50 skeins per pack yarn because so I thought I maybe I would get into friendship did... bracelets. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering. I heard the word floss and I thought sure. like, okay, Caroline is getting really committed to dental, <laughs> dental hygiene. Heads, yeah. I think that's great. Like <laughs> sure. good for you. Like gum health is really important, you know? Yeah. Um, but now it's, <laughs> I, now I'm to understand that this is about friendship yeah, making. but fuck flossing. Okay. I'll never floss. And that's yeah, fuck a fact. Um, no, uh, yes, friendship bracelets. I thought um, a, a fun activity to do with my hands, low stakes, while I'm watching television or at least sitting in front of the television. That isn't sure. scrolling on my phone. Love it. Um, I know thyself. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. when it comes to crafting, a friendship bracelet's about my level. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, I... I I love a friendship bracelet. I remember being able to make them and feeling like I could say to someone like, hey, I want to make your bracelet. What colors do you want? And they would choose and you would make something. It was delightful. <sighs> Those were the coolest people. Mm -hmm. Those were the coolest, like lanyard. Those were cool people. Those were mm -hmm. cool. I, I, mm -hmm. I went through like a hemp phase. Remember hemp? I do. We I all do loved hemp. Um, yeah. It would be funny though if I came to you in a month in four episodes time and told you all the things that I like that like crossed my mind to buy, but I didn't because I know myself better than that. But I will like as an example, a sander because I was like, maybe I'll get, <laughs> maybe I'll get really into DIY furniture. And then I was like, getting really into sanding. Yeah. Like oh, just okay. sanding down a 
there are so many very aesthetically pleasing Instagram accounts where people are like, I found this trash dresser on the side of the road and I just sanded it down and painted it. And then I sold it for $900 on Facebook marketplace. And I'm like, I could do that. When in reality, I could absolutely not do that. Technically, I probably could. Realistically, I definitely won't. And I think it's important to be able to know the difference. But I definitely for one second was like, should I buy a sander and a saw? So let's just be grateful I didn't. Yeah. I mean, listen, what you didn't buy is an even longer list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And I, lo- I love the way you're thinking. I love yeah, no, where I your head's at. Let's look at this from the half, uh, the cup half full perspective. Totally. Well, we will get into all of the things I didn't buy, a much longer and extensive and exhaustive list for the next episode. But thank you for letting me read that out loud. I appreciate that. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I feel a weight lifted. And uh, all right. Well, thank you guys all for listening. And we'll see you next week for another episode. Sally, as always, a pleasure. A pleasure. You just listened to another episode of Do Things Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the GThanks Instagram at GThanksJustBoughtItPod and the GThanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245-0736 with a product recommendation. And you may be featured on an upcoming episode. GThanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our GThanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash GThanks and friends.